welcome back to the Weekly Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, on this day of all days, for the entire of the year, how are your heads? Well, actually, it should have been how are your hearts. Nevertheless, how are you getting on, guys? Happy Valentine's Day. It is the day of love. And what better way to spend it, whether you're with somebody or alone, than to listen to a podcast documenting some of the most perverted first dates that people have ever had. Guys, you never cease to amaze me. Like, <laughs> I can't, I, I genuinely nearly got sick when I listen to some of these voice notes that come in. So I'm not going to beat around the bush for much longer. Other than I just want to say thank you to everybody so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who has taken the time to leave a little review about the podcast, who has rated the podcast. And so many of you have just sent me these nice messages on Instagram about when you're listening to it, how you're listening to it, uh, and who you're listening to it with, etc. Thank you so much. It gives me such a lift. So uh, I, I really appreciate it. And also, just a, a momentary little bit of brief business beyond the podcast, I, my book is coming out on March the 14th, as some of you will know. Uh, you can pre-order it at the moment uh, from Eason's.com, and if you pre-order it, it will arrive on the publishing day, which is March 14th. Also, there's a book launch happening in the Sugar Club, which is where I did my first ever live shows, by the way, um, two years to the day, would you believe, on the exact, yeah, on the exact weekend, two years, two years ago. It's whenever I had my first sort of panic attack in person. But um, yeah, there's a book launch happening and I'm going to be interviewed by Darren and I would love to see you there. So you can also get tickets for that on Easton's.com. If you just want to support the podcast or if you want to support me, uh, please consider pre-ordering a copy of the book and or showing your face at the launch. I'll be doing a Q&A as well so you can ask me all the various pertinent questions you might have around alcohol, I guess, and other bits, matters of the spirit. Nevertheless, welcome back to the Weekly Roast. Okay, guys. No more messing. Let's bring it straight over to you. <laughs> this first one is just... I don't know why Kieran's put it first in the list because it's honestly so disgusting. And I don't want it to be a case of like begin as we mean to go on. But just have a listen to this and I want to get your thoughts. If you think that you've had a bad first date, okay? If you think that you've let somebody down, if you've occasionally been walking down the street and, you know, all of a sudden remembered something you said or did in a date almost 10 years ago, and been overcome with embarrassment, at least take solace in the fact that you were not this guy. Run the tape, let's go. Hi Mark, so for my worst first date experience, um, it's probably been my worst ever dating experience, arguably my worst ever experience with a man, um, was I was dating a guy, um, well, well I wasn't dating a guy, I suppose he was, he was local and we were texting and he was a bit of an arsehole, and I suppose it's worth noting that for future reference. Um, but anyways, we were texting and we decided that we'd go on, I suppose, a bit more of an official date because we'd really only kind of seen each other on nights out. So we went on a date and we ended up back in my house. And I woke up the following morning when he left to a shit scene on my bed that he'd left behind. So it kind of ruled out the fact that he was an arsehole, but the fact that he couldn't wipe his own arsehole was no. not for me. That's why we're at experience. Just no. Just absolutely not. No. Oh, how was your date last night? 
man, I don't know if it was great. Really? What happened? Oh, just, oh, did you maybe ask uncomfortable questions about her past that, you know, you weren't entitled to that information? No, no. Did you maybe bring up religion and politics and some of the other classic no-nos for first dates? No, no, no. Did you leave a shit stain on the duvet? On the duvet, by the way, not even the sheet. What the hell are you doing that you're sitting atop the duvet and sort of letting the duvet swipe your bum like a credit card? This is complete and utter insanity. There's no coming back from this. We're through the looking ass. I mean, glass. You know, you're completely, you've lost it. What's going on down there? How sweaty is your swamp? If there is even like a 3% chance, that, like a 4% chance that you think, mm, I should go back to hers. I really want to go back to hers. Uh, I am very, very horned up. However, there's a slight chance I'll leave a skid mark atop the do. Do you know what I mean? You just don't go back. You are going to the, go to the, the lane, the alleyway behind the pub and make a makeshift B-Day out of two cardboard boxes and give your fucking ass a wash or a rinse. Use the hand sanitizer on the way out of the pub and just whirl it around. This is the worst thing ever. I, 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 oh my God. There is a part, there's a part two. She explains what happens. Let's go. No, I should add, I don't think he actually shit on my bed. Oh, good stuff. I think it was actually, which is kind of worse. It was just, he couldn't clean himself. Oh. <laughs> it's just so, so much worse. And also the worst thing was my bedroom got quite hot. And obviously we had pulled down the duvets because we were quite hot when we were sleeping. So he obviously had one leg on top of the duvet and one leg underneath it. So that meant it was on the top of the duvet. So it makes me so, think that when I... So sorry, sorry, he's riding the duvet like a donkey. This guy is taking dangerous risks here. Again, don't be, you know, flossing the duvet if you're, if you're, if you're not completely certain that your behind is, and your nether regions in general are completely liquid-free, scent-free and clean. This is, dis- this is disgraceful. This is absolute carnage, chaos, carnage. Let's go. It was on the top of the duvet. So it makes me think that when I pulled up the duvet covers, how close that was to my face. Oh. And it was on like the top side of the cover. And I have white covers. Oh, so it was just a disaster. And I've just never forgotten it. It's just a highlight of, of not a highlight. It certainly was not a highlight. No, it high was shite. definitely just the worst moment. What's that word I'm looking for? The, the peak of the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, well said. But like, I mean, there's a, let's be honest, okay? There is a moment in most Irish households after sex when there's just a little bit of guilt, okay? You know, and that could be from our ancestors, we don't know what, but there's just a momentary bit of, a fleeting bit of guilt that is, I cannot fathom, I cannot fathom that moment when you were in your bedroom, you know, there's a condensation on the windows, the air is thick with indecent regret and passion and all the rest. Your man has sort of slid down the, the banisters to get to work and you're remaking the bed and you lift up the duvet and then the waft hits you and you just sort of get that, surely not, surely not. But then the world descends on you all at once. So, sort of like whenever you've stood on dog shit. But at least then it's a dog, by the way. It belongs to something with four legs, not to some two-legged accountant. Do you know what I mean? From Tralee, who doesn't know how to wipe his arse properly. This is utterly... I'm so sorry you had to experience this. Okay, now this one, guys, I don't know if this is true. Like, I'd like to believe it, but at the same time, I'm sort of on the fence. Uh, let's run the tape and we will see. Went on a date with a guy, had dinner, waiter came up, would you like to see the dessert menu? What does he do? Turns around, drops a condom on my plate and goes, our dessert's right here. We don't need anything else. 
it's hard it actually punch him in the face. No, no. Like I just don't. Are you are you going on a date with a fourteen year old trapped in like a thirty two year old's body? Do you know what I mean? Oh, just like your comedy, Mark. Brilliant. Thank you. Like, is this some sort of thirteen going on thirty scenario where you've literally got a teen boy? Why would he? Why would he produce the condom out of his pocket in front of the waiter? Why would he drop it on the plate? Do you know what I mean? Why would he throw it down in the plate and be like, "This is all the dessert she's getting"? In that sort of quasi American esque accent that uh, you put on. I, I really do want to believe you, okay? But something just, it's so absurd that, well, maybe that's why it's true. Come on, like, oh, and would you like the uh, profiteroles for the dessert? Profiteroles? No, I've got the prophylactic. Do you know what I mean? Surely, like, this is just, brilliant, Mark. Oh, you must have gone into anaprophylactic shock. Brilliant, Mark. Did he say here's Johnny as well? Come on, he did not do, he didn't produce a Johnny that quickly and just slop, and was it out of the packet? Or was it in the packet? Yeah, I don't know. I'm on the fence about that one. I'm going to give that a 6 out of 10. Potentially untrue. Okay, look, this next one. I would like to say that <laughs> this happens to the best of us. But honestly, uh, in the litany of, you know, failures of my own, uh, this has not been one of them. Um, let's just play it. Well, Mark, so there's this guy that I went to national school with. So bear in mind now, we know each other since we were four years old. Uh, stunning, absolutely stunning guy. Uh, we had a little snog one night after a disco or whatever back in the day, disco, and uh, went on then to go on a first date. So we did, we went to cinema and we went and got a bite to eat. It's grand, went out, got a few drinks in after. So I went back to a friend of ours and we went upstairs for a cuddle. So the cuddle was going lovely, do you know, uh, snogging and whatever. I went on then and uh, we were fooling around a bit more and it was leading up to sex, which was grand, you know. And um, we were there anyway and he proceeded to think he had entered. He did not enter me. He proceeded to fuck the pillow, which was under my back. And yeah, he had a great time and I lay there still waiting for me jollies. (laughs) Dad, what do you mean he shagged the pillow? Okay, and also, you referring to that as me jollies is utterly depraved, okay? Oh, me jollies. Like, but when you say he he, he was shagged, how, like, do you have, I hope they're leather pillows at the very least. I mean, what sort of concept of a vagina or just basic rudimentary anatomy does this guy have? He, he didn't shag the pillow for the entire thing. And surely, if he was, right? And if you're lying there and he's coming in, like, surely there's like, as no, but the moves always have to happen. But as surely, as always is the case, there would have come a moment when he goes like, is it in? Do you know what I mean? Since God was a boy and people have had sex, there is one moment it's like, is that okay? Is that in? Because it's not like the movies. That's the reality, by the way. Movies and pornography and the media have convinced us that sexual activity is very, very different to how it really, and you know, how it really transpires. And there was always a moment, from what I've heard, whenever, <laughs> whenever somebody goes, is it in? He didn't shag the pillow. Did he climax? Do you know what I mean? Did, did, she, say, did she mention did he climax? I mean, she just kept going, me jollies, me jollies as well. You, you can't, like, what are you, Alison G? You can't refer to sex as me jollies and be expected to be taken seriously. Right. Okay, so on we go. 
it's been an interesting one so far. You know, we've had guys who are seemingly educated by porn, fornicating with literal pillows. And then we've had other guys leaving, you know, more than just a memory in the rooms in which they've, uh, they've had sex. Now, let's just, I, I'd like to begin this part of the show with a rare, okay, but sincere, positive one. It's nice to occasionally have a happy ending. And no, I'm not talking about that type. Hi, Mark. I'm looking forward to seeing these answers. So, my first date. I had a fella in a pub in Galway. We hit it off. We had a lot of drinks. We ended up kissing up against an emergency exit door. It got rowdy. Rowdy. I had my back up against the door. The door opened. I fell backwards. Cracked my head in the alleyway beside the pub and ended up getting an ambulance to A&E. A side note, it was St. Patrick's Day. So you can imagine A&E on St. Patrick's Day. It was absolutely mortifying. I ended up with the concussion. Ten stitches. But we're still together and married. Let's go. So it worked out in the end, but that was our first date. I, I love it. Fair play. That's a great story. It's a great story to tell the grandkids or in lieu of the grandkids. It's a great story to send to a neurotic podcast host who is undoubtedly sort of judging you at the same time for being so careless and reckless. And whenever you say things got rowdy from a kiss, what exactly do you mean? Do you mean handsy or do you mean just like aggressive, aggressive kissing? Because also, I think I've said this before, but like, I just don't really understand like passionate kissing. Do you know what I mean? You know, whenever like you're kissing somebody and... This is back in the day, but like, you know when you'd be like, you'd be like 15 at a disco and you'd kiss somebody and they go like, oh, I'm not that good. I'm not that good. I'm literally, I know that I'm not that good. I've never been that good at kissing. And I still, I'm still not. If somebody, I just, I'm awkward and ashamed when somebody moans, uh, you know, it's just, it's insincere. I don't believe it to be true. Let's just, let's just move on and keep our noises to ourselves, Okay. I, I've said it before on the podcast. Irish people aren't designed to make noises during uh, or, or intercourse, if that's if that's what we're calling it. Okay. Anyway, I'm very very happy for you. I'm glad you got married, and uh, I thought things were going to take a very sinister turn for a second, but they didn't. And we love to hear it. Now, let's get back to the complete and utter slop. Okay. This one, um, yeah, this is a handy enough voice note. Now that's all I'll say. Hi Mark, so this is my worst date story. I have many, 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 but this was particularly odd. I met this guy online and we were just chatting for a while and then we decided to meet up and go for a date and he seemed really normal. Like, um, So we met up anyway. We are just sitting there like, he wasn't really chatting, he just seemed, I don't know, maybe I thought he was just a bit shy or whatever. And he kept kind of looking down at the table and like looking at my hands and like asking me all these weird questions about my hands. Like he was like, oh, your hands are really small. And like my hands are small, but like they're not fucking tiny. Like, and he was like, "Oh, you know, they're really small, they're really cute." What's going on about my hands? And asked me like these weird questions about my hands and about like what do I like play any instruments and all this weird shit. Anyway, Herbert. Um. So I was like, "All right, okay, let me just get out of here." Like, this is what's the story here? Like, this guy is insane. So I, 
you know, made an excuse and went home. That was fine. He was like, don't text me when you get home and stuff. I was like, no intentions texting him. That was the end of that. You know, no intentions being done again. Oh, I forgot as well, um, which actually tipped me over the edge on the day. <laughs> How I forgot this part, I don't know. So he like took one of my hands into his hand and was holding it. And it kept taking my ring on and off my finger. So he was like putting the ring on and off my finger. Insane, right? Like, I only met this guy. Like rubbing my fingertips and stuff. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> went home and stuff. And then didn't text him to say I was home. That was the end of it. I was like, delete, block, never speak again. And I got a message from him and he just this big, huge spiel about how he had this hand fetish and how um There's he loved hands and all this mad stuff. And that um couldn't wait for her next date till I could have my small hands wrapped around, you know. Like, no. You can probably make imagine that part yourself. But anyway, so yeah, needless to say, I blocked, deleted. Um, uh, okay, well, I, I, I don't want to imagine that part, right? But you're talking about his willy. Well done. Uh, this is just, okay, I don't want to kim, kink shame, okay? There's no kink shaming. There's no slagging people here for their freakish, I'm joking, for their completely insane uh, things that they're attracted to. But like a hand fetish, of all the fetishes, that's a very good one to have, you'd assume. Like, it's so, it must be so, you must be just always horny. You must be just always horny. Like, let me ask you something, okay? If you have a hand fetish, if you're talking to, like, somebody who uses sign language to communicate, is that like going to a lap dancing club? Genuinely, is that like going to a, if you have a hand fetish, surely just go to, like, a bowling alley and watch people put their finger, that's like a sex show. That's like the equivalent of a moron jock going to a ping pong show in Thailand. Do you know what I mean? Oh, man, have you heard about it? Yeah, we have heard about it, Carl. Or like fingerless gloves. Would that be like somebody just walking around with like a Johnny with a bit slipped off the top? This is, I don't know. I mean, I think in this instance, right? Okay, him telling you that he wants to see your small little hands wrapped around his willy is totally inappropriate after the first date. I do, I, I back him for being honest about his fetish. Do you know what I mean? He, at least he's, okay, sitting at the dinner table and just staring at your little mini mitts is a bit perverted. But like, <laughs> at least he's direct and, and upfront about it. We have to sort of be supportive of kinks these days, don't we? Like, we have to, can you imagine him at mass? We'll now let each other offer each other the sign of peace. Oh, fuck yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Ring the bells, ring the bells. Let's go, let's go. Oh yeah, now we'll now offer each other the sign of peace. Oh my Hand fetishes. I, fair play to him. Round of applause. Bula bus. Right, guys. I want you. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know where you are when you're listening to this. Whether you're driving your car, whether you're walking the dog, whether you're sitting in the office, whether you're working from home, whether you're doing admin. Right. I would like you to focus for this one because this story is. It's complete and utter chaos again. You know, you think you've lived a life. You think you've been on some weird first dates. Try and follow this one. Have a listen, okay? So, very long story short, we went to bottomless brunch and actually had quite a lot to drink. Um, but his sister rang him crying, saying that the dog was dead. And he then got quite upset and basically insisted that I come back with them. And he was like, just in case, still not really sure what that meant. But we got there and the dog was absolutely fine, literally greeted us at the door. But she was still sobbing and was still really upset and was basically demanding that we take the very live dog to the vets because in her eyes, the dog was still dying 
And yeah, basically when we said no, she just started hurling abuse at us, mostly me, saying that we were useless and all this fun stuff. And eventually we managed to calm her down. So I ordered a taxi and while I was waiting for the taxi, he tried to kiss me and within two seconds, just with his little fella out in the hallway. And yeah, never saw him again, but he does post the occasional picture of the dog, which is, yeah, still alive. That is just complete chaos. That is complete chaos from start. There's more unnecessary plot twists in that story than an episode of Fool Me Fucking Once. That is... Hold on. So let's let's just call this one Dr. Doolittle Fella, okay? So you go to... By the way, the, the, there's no, no, no prizes for guessing on where, what part of the country this girl is from. More, because I'm your sister. Brilliant, Deirdre. She goes on a date with this guy to Bottomless Brunch, okay? So you go to Bottomless Brunch, right? You get drunk. That's fine. The guy, it's, it's an interesting call for a first date. I think fair play to you, but it is like, no, actually, you know, usually bottomless brunch is real like, ah, it's Sarah's birthday, so the gals are all going to bottomless brunch. Work, 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 work. You know what I mean? That's the sort of buzz of bottom. There's always a sash involved. Do you know what I mean? And uh, Prosecco and orange juice. And then like no one's eating the, no one's eating the French toast. But then like because it's bottomless brunch, the, like the, the, the food always gets left on the plate for the whole day. So eventually like, Anyway, this isn't a roast of bottomless brunches. Like, is it possible to go for a brunch these days without having a drag queen at it? Performing karaoke. That's, by the way, that's not against drag queens. I just don't know if it's... Anyway, you go on a date to bottomless brunch, right? And you get drunk, fine. The guy who gets his call gets a phone call from his sister to say their dog is dead. That is devastating news. And then you sort of say, like, oh, he gets a bit upset. Well, of course, like... But I feel like there's a suspicion in your voice. Anyway, you go back to his house... And then the sister starts lo- hurling abuse at you. What the? What is going on? I feel like I'm not getting the full story here. What's going on? She's demanding you to bring him to the vet. And then, last but not least, the guy goes in for the kill. For the kill, he goes in to kiss you, and within a minute, pulls his penis out of his trousers in the hallway. What the hell is going on here? This is completely unacceptable. You get back to the house, okay, where you're met with at the front door a dog with a waggy tail. And then when you're leaving the house, you're met with the guy with the waggy willy. Brilliant. It doesn't even make sense. Brilliant. A waggy willy. What the hell is a waggy willy, Mark? Stop trying to put sentences together to make sense that don't. This is why day drinking, brilliant, Mark, you weren't good at any type of drinking, but this is why day drinking is just such a bad idea. It's all just chaos. It all just results. It's like three o'clock in the day and, you know, the wheels just fall off entirely. Let's just go to the next one. Before, just before actually we play this next one, uh, I need you, dear listener, to listen carefully because you might recognise the voice. Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say any more than that. Other than listen out for the phrase "me jollies." Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Here's a good one too. Kiss this guy at a birthday party, but we exchange numbers, meet up again, or whatever. And we did. So he texted me anyway. We were going on a date, so I got myself all dollied up, you know, looking pretty. And went to collect him at his house, or so I thought. So I went in, he was in a t shirt. I thought, all right, okay. He said, Yeah, we were just in watch a couple of episodes of Bollywood and her. I'm sitting there anyway. I thought, fuck this, and here I am, all dressed up, ready to party. So, oh, and by the way, was extremely good looking. Had completely forgotten, like, that he was hot, hot, hot. So, decided to initiate some rumpy pumpy, and uh, sorry, rumpy pumpy. You just hand call it. 
rumpy. Like I drew, I drew the line at me jollies. Okay, rumpy pumpy. Are you like what the hell are you here as an individual? Are you fucking? I don't want to say Mister Bean. Like who are you, rumpy pumpy and me jollies? Let's just keep going. This is insanity now. Decided to initiate some rumpy pumpy, and uh, that was fine anyway. We toddled off upstairs. Yes, to all the sheeters out there, I was looking for sex on the first date. Let's go. Don't come for me. He was fucking gorgeous. Let's go. Um, went upstairs. So he proceeded my head down towards his nether regions. So that was fine. Bear in mind, I've been told before, I'm pretty good at this. Do you know when I have, like, pretty good technique? Good stuff. Um, he lay there like a plank of wood. He literally did not move, did not moan, did not utter a sound. Okay, well, just in defense of the guy for a second. He did not move. What do you, do you want him to be doing jumping jacks whilst you're fellating him? Do you know what I mean? What's the appropriate etiquette when someone's receiving a blowjob? Like, are you supposed to be going like, oh, yes. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't understand. This like, this is, this is the problem. Like, Irish people, it's, we find it very uncomfortable to be sexual individuals. And I think, if you're fellating him, okay, what do you expect from him? To be lying there like a plank of wood, surely him being stiff is a good thing. Brilliant. Let's keep playing. Did not move, did not moan, did not utter a sound. Sound. I was like, what the hell is he dead? <laughs> and lo and behold, then next thing all I knew was he was finished. Good stuff. He was done. And again... I was still there waiting for me fucking jollies. Yeah, you have to stop with the jollies. You just have to stop this madness. You can't refer to... Oh, me jollies. Oh, come up there now. We've been down Orlando. Me and Craig been down Orlando, but we're coming home now. Going to get me jollies. Going upstairs there, get me jollies. I just... I mean, look, I'm sorry that you continuously are trying and failing to get and receive your jollies. Hopefully you receive them somewhere soon. But like... I don't know. I'm not going to comment. I'm, I I can't comment on what the, um, you know, I suppose desired. Kira, my trusty producer, what do you think the, like, what is, how should you conduct yourself if and when, why should a man conduct, if, how should a person conduct themselves if they are receiving a blowjob? Yeah, I'm about to jolly, like, oh God, jolly good. Oh my God, this next one actually. We're going to have to take a break after this next one because I'm going to need to get a glass of water and maybe get a cold face cloth and drape it along my forehead because this one, the mind genuinely boggles. Let's go. Met a guy in a club years ago and we decided to go on a date. So met him the following weekend. Um, all was going well till he asked me had I got any piercings or tattoos. So I just said, obviously, the nose and tongue pierced and I had one small tattoo. I was wondering why he was asking so early in the date about them. He then proceeded to tell me that his favourite person was of his ball sack. And I said, oh, how come you have that done? And he said, well, I go commando and I love how I feel against my jeans when I walk up and down stairs. So needless to say, there wasn't a second date. No, like you can't, you can't be raw dogging the Levi's, okay, with your bare sack with or without a piercing and then be telling people this on a first date or otherwise this is just bananas I didn't realise you could get a ball sack pierced by the way alright Mr. Fantasia over here can you yeah oh 
God. Did I ever tell you about when I was 13? When I was 13, it was an Irish college. It was a reunion from the Gaeltic. And uh, we all went and got our eyebrows pierced. And I ended up having a seizure and getting sick of myself. And I came to lying on the floor and the guy just came in and he had ball bearings all down his forearms and like he had everything pierced. Uh, he was wearing Levi's actually. Now that I think about it, he was going on a date that night. No, but he was like to me, uh, just clean yourself up before you leave. And I was like, I'm genuinely too young for this. I'm 13. I just want to go home, you know? Anyway, that's a sad story. Just a little sneak peek of vulnerability before we continue on. So love is in the air, guys. Well, lots of stuff is in the air. Some stuff's on the duvets. Um, yeah, I hope you're enjoying this. And I hope if you've been on some very bad first dates recently that, you know, rest assured, you're not the only one. I think it's actually what I find so uh, reassuring about all of these voice notes is in this era of like wellness and perfection on Instagram and everybody having these fucking like eat, pray, love lives where everyone's, you know, doing yoga and mindfulness and just like being really clean and glossy and lovely individuals. It's nice to know there's just still a good old bit of savagery going on in the world. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 feel, I feel reassured that there's still just a, a lot of slop in Ireland. We're going to do a little sort of quick fire round now, okay? So um, I'm not going to really preface these ones, but let's just, let's just get straight into it, okay? Quick fire round and perhaps not one for those of you with sensitive stomachs or ears. First date with an Italian guy. We met in, in Cork, so down in the back of a lot of candles lit, so it's very nice. Anyway, date was going very well until he started asking me to kiss, kiss down or kiss, kiss down, as he was saying. Uh, it took me a while to realise he was looking for a blowjob. Yeah, okay, brilliant, brilliant. Well done, Colombo. Uh, but also, keys, keys down. You can't do the accent. This is just so, this is more unfair on Italian people than those Dalmio adverts, right? Or my ban and tea in the Gale took that time, thinking spaghetti bolognese needs to be served with potatoes and toast. I'm looking at you, Breed. Do you know what I mean? But like this, keys, keys down. He didn't say that. I, I do not believe that there is an Italian man living in Ireland or anywhere in the world who is having dinner with you and just staring at you and decides to just go, no, by the way, no matter how limited his English is, that he's just going to sit across from you and in between having a profiterole or a cannelloni or a spaghetti bolognese, he's just going to go, Keys, keys, down. What did he think was going to happen? That you're just going to like fillet him in the middle of the restaurant and he was going to stand there like a plank of wood. This is insanity. I just don't believe that that, that is something that actually happened. Uh, there's a part of me that thinks you're talking out of your arse. Speaking of out your arse, let's go to the next one. My first date um, disaster was your man having the shites throughout Brilliant. the date. Um, so we met in a bar in Camden Street and... He was there lashing the pint of Guinness into himself, Good fine for the first half an hour, and then next thing he went to the bathroom, which was normal enough. Didn't come back for about 15 minutes, came back then and was really apologetic, which I thought was still all right. Um, then every, like, 15, 20 minutes, he used to just go, like, make a run for the bathroom, come back and keep apologising, saying, oh, you don't deserve this. Um, it was just really weird. The date lasted about an hour and a half when I had to just cut it. Um, and he tried to pay for my taxi home, kept apologising, and yeah, just 
a shitty experience. Okay, brilliant there at the end. What the poor guy, by the way, the poor guy, him sort of with the head in the hands of the table going, you don't deserve this, is absolutely genius. And what was he thinking? What was he thinking? If you have a bad stomach, if you have diarrhea, don't be milling into nine Guinness of a Sunday on a Tinder date. Like, that is just, God love him and God love you. Yeah, terrible. I'm, I'm really sorry that, that happened. Speaking of just like these unwanted um, excretions, shall we say, let's continue. I'm so sorry. Like, this is, let's go. Okay, so this goes down as possibly one of the worst first dates um, ever. So I am... Um, was swiped with a guy in Tinder or whatever that is <laughs> made a guy in Tinder um, seemed grand texting away then obviously the first date comes up feeling really nervous think I drank bottle of wine maybe at home got to the bar um, could drink more than a bottle of wine now and I got to the bar nice guy but yeah nurse took over um, couple of vodkas in uh, we're chatting away starting to feel a little bit seedy and literally, you couldn't write the next part. He just was going in for the kill, in for the kiss, and it just came vomit all over um, him, like just projectile on top of him. Uh, this, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention this was actually in a bar um, uh, at the time. And yeah, the bar was really busy. So the man gets projectile vomited all over, and then I have to go to the bathroom, but I kept puking through the toilet, through the bar all the way up into the toilet that was actually up the stairs. And um, yeah, yeah, that was the first and last date with that guy. Oh my God. That will haunt you forever. That will, like, we've all been on bad dates and we've all sort of felt sick. And those moments of, I just, how did you not get a warning? Do you know what I mean? Usually the sign is when you're, when you know, when you feel sick, I'm one of those people, like, I'll avoid getting sick for as long as possible because I just don't like it. But then, it's whenever the sides of your mouth fill with water, that's when you know you're goosed. Surely there was some sort of a warning that would have helped you, you know, avoid avoided having to walk through the bar like a fucking gargoyle at the Trevi Fountain with vomit exploding out of your mouth. That is devastating. You, yeah, you will never come back from it. I still remember the time, and we were drinking on a field at a field in um, some I, I don't know where Cabinteely, I think, and I remember. I, I did the same thing and I was, you know, it was, we were playing past the polo of all things, which is a terrible, you know, it, a, a completely flawed game, let's be honest. There weren't really any rules. The most arbitrary, you ever play past the polo? You have to stand in a circle and everybody, you, there's one polo, okay? And you have to pass it to the person next to you. A polo mint, yeah. Yeah, not the automobile. We didn't lift up cars with our teeth, but you, uh, you have to pass the polo to the person beside you and then if you, it via your mouth, right? But then if you drop it, you have to kiss them. So, of course, you'd wait until you're standing beside somebody you fancy and then you get the pony like, Alex Ferguson's chewing gum across the room, gone. Then in for the smooch. Nevertheless, yeah, happens to the best of us. Happens to the worst of us. Horrendous. Okay, last and absolutely not least, okay, we've got this. To anybody listening to the podcast, please just tell me that if you know somebody like this in your life, just take them aside, okay, and sort of remove them from society and say, listen, you, you can't behave like this ever, ever again. Have a listen. Yeah, please change my voice. I'd appreciate that. Uh, it was the first date, Tuesday night. We'd arranged to meet in a bar in Cork. Um, I lived in town, so it wasn't long 
I was there first, ordered my drink and uh, was waiting for him, had a few gulps of the wine and this fella arrived. He was awful fidgety, got his point, sat down and I was like, he's either nervous or just can't sit still. And uh, I told him to take a mouthful of his drink and relax there. And he goes, oh, I'm very relaxed. <laughs> and I went, Grant. So I was like, how are you going through the pleasantries? And he just interrupted me and said, uh, uh, where are the jacks? And I went, oh, down there and up the stairs. And then I thought the poor fella's bursting. And he just turned around to me and he says, Christ, I've been mad, honey, all day thinking of you. And if I don't go now, I'm going to explode. I need to go to the jacks. I need to whack one off here. Um. And I just stopped and left. So I just stopped and left the bar. I couldn't stick around for that. I couldn't. Anyway, that's the story. You sort of sound like you could towards the end. No, no. That is honestly. Have you ever heard anything like that? Oh, sorry. I'm just. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, I'm just. It's as if you're cold. You know, when you stand up, you go, oh, sorry. Jeez, I'll settle down now. I'm just freezing there outside. Oh, sorry. Just very, very horny there. What? Absolutely not. What did she say? Did he say he was horny from thinking about her all day? Is that what he said? Let's play it back. And he just turned around to me and he says, Christ, I've been mad horny all day thinking of you. And <laughs> don't, br- I- don't bring Christ into it. Like, do you know what I mean? I've been mad horny all day. That's your opener. That's your, like, that is brave. That is completely insane. And then going into the bathroom, that is just like, oh my God, that's making the first guy, the duvet guy, look like a gentleman. Like, I thought it couldn't get any worse with a kiss, kiss down there. Oh, he didn't even say down there. It was just kiss, kiss down. So uh, where are you from, mate? I am from Italy. Oh, brilliant. And uh, do you live in Ireland long? Yes. Okay. Are you enjoying your food? Really? It is not like uh, where I'm from. I'm from Bergamo and my mother. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, we get to cooking stuff, right? We Yes, you're from a long lineage of exceptionally good chefs, all right? Um, what else? What do you do for a living? Would you have any chance of the kiss kiss down? Eh? Excuse me? Is that a movie? Sounds like a Roald Dahl novel. Is the kiss kiss down? Eh? Guys, honestly, we could do a part two. We, we we could do a part two and a three and a four and we might have to revisit first dates in the future. Uh, but that's all we have time for today. Listen, thank you so much to everybody who has sent in your voice notes. If your voice note has not made it into the show, fret not. Please do not despair. We will be releasing a best bits over the next couple of months and perhaps you will hear your story there. As always is the case, if you want to be part of the show, send me a DM on Instagram at Mark. You can maintain complete anonymity. We'll use the voice changing equipment so nobody will know who you are. And uh, to you there, the listener, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it, genuinely. Um, If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with your friends. Let people know about the weekly roast. And uh, yeah, mind yourself. Have a good week. Be careful out there. If you're going on first dates, remember that there are absolute lunatics doing the rounds. So mind yourselves. Speak to you soon.